You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, episode 128. And today I'm talking with Nicole Smith all about how to save more time and get organized in your business. I know you're going to love this episode. I sure did. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hello there. Welcome back to the podcast. Awesome to have you here again, as always. If you're new here, then hey there, welcome. I'm Suze Chadwick and I am the host of this fabulous podcast. We talk all things brand and marketing. We talk about what's working. We talk about what's happening in all the different platforms and how you can build a profitable business without the burnout as well. So, I think that today's episode is perfect for that because I'm chatting with Nicole Smith, who is an operational procedures and systems designer, yes, it's very formal, from the Artesians Business Solution. So Nicole works with small businesses to review their practices and develop strategic procedures that save time, reduce costs, support positive business performance, and ultimately design the business that aligns with the life you want to be living. Um, Yes. I'm saying a big yes to that. And so today we're going to be talking about how you can save more time, how you can get organized in your business. And I loved this chat. I am 100% on board with everything that Nicole talks about in this episode. And I just think like get a notebook, get a pen, get organized because I think you're going to love this episode and you're going to take so much away from it. So we're going to be talking about the benefits of being organized in your business. We're talking about taking control and designing your day, how to eliminate distractions. Um, Hello, I think everybody needs to listen to that and keep focused on what you're aiming to achieve. We're going to talk about the power of delegation. You know, I'm all about outsourcing and delegating. We're talking about processes, systems and automation, as well as giving yourself permission to do something very specific that is going to make the biggest difference as well to your time management. So I'm super excited that we're going to be talking about this because you know that I'm really passionate about running your business like a business and being an absolute boss with your time and saying no to all the things that are not relevant to you. So, you know, Nicole and I are definitely on the same page when it comes to this. But listen, before we dive in, I do want to remind you that if you haven't grabbed my new freebie, which is Building a Bold Speaker Brand Workbook, which talks about the five key things that you can start to do right now to help you position yourself as the go-to person in your industry and get on those online online summits, those podcasts, those masterclasses and all the rest of it, then you need to be grabbing that. All you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash speaker workbook, speaker workbook. Yeah. And you can grab that today. And when you do that and you start to do the things that I share in the workbook, I want you to tag me, tag me at Suze Chadwick on Instagram. I want you to hashtag Bold Speakers Collective so that I can share what you're doing and I can start to help you get your brand out there as a speaker as well. See, so I'm not only teaching you, I'm helping you. So I'm super excited to be sharing that 
as well. And the Bold Speakers Collective is coming very soon. So that is a great starting point for you to start to make things happen and start to build your Bold Speaker brand. Yay for that. But listen, this is such a great episode. We talk about so many great things. So I want to dive into this week's episode. So let's do it. Nicole, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. Now, today we are talking about how to get time back in your day. And I feel like all the days are kind of melting into one another at the moment. And, uh, and obviously we've got work and we've got life and we've got all the things in between. So trying to create some sort of structure and organisation to... I don't know, get more out of your day as well. I'm definitely, definitely keen to hear about. And how have you been going during yeah, all look, of this time? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. You know, I've got two kids under five here and a husband working full time from the back spare room in the house. So wow. um, trampoline, that's our saving grace, the new trampoline. So <laughs> I love that. I've got two kids and we bought them a trampoline and I reckon it was exciting for a bit. And now I try and get them out on it and it's, it just doesn't work. I'm just like, go out on the trampoline. We bought that for you. But I'm glad your trampoline is working for you. Yeah, it's been great. They're a bit younger, so it's still yeah. a highlight. <laughs> All right. And so what are some of the things that you do with your clients? So for those of my listeners who don't know you um, and what you do, what are the key things that you focus on? So I come in and help my clients have a look at the foundations of their business. So we have a look at workflows, process systems, and just provide a bit of clarity around what they're amazing at doing and getting the systems really refined so they're actually enjoyable to use and uh, not clunky. So it just brings and a bit so of, when you, know, you talk about systems, are you talking about tech systems? It's a mixture of both. Okay. So, yeah, so... My background, I've worked with fully customized solutions and developing the internal process, then working with the IT developers to build it in the system wow. and then do the full implementation process from there. So it goes from anything from small to the full kit and caboodle. And yeah. so what kind of clients do you work with? Like are these bigger clients because they've got all those systems or are you working with small businesses? Yes, small medium is my sort of range uh, of who I like to work with and just anyone who's really at that point of growth. Yeah. So they've been training really well or they've just started even is another place. They're just ready to scale up and go for it. They just realise that what they're doing is fantastic but it's starting to get a little bit harder for them. Mm. Um, yeah, that's where I come in and just help them ease and make it nice and simple. Yeah. And so with the processes, what sort of processes do you help with as well? Like, is it more, um, is it like documenting the things that they've got going on? And so they've got more of a process to outsource? Yes, that's one element. Absolutely. I love documentation. So, uh, okay. That's yeah. not something you hear often. So. No, it isn't. <laughs> so I'm glad you're working in your zone of genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me something to document and I will love doing that. So, but it, it, it's all part of it. So it's really understanding who are my clients, what they're trying to achieve, and then designing a solution for them that's going to really be suitable for them and their business, not just now, but for growth. Yeah. Um, so that's designing it, 
documenting it can assist with implementation it's it's the whole process that I can be involved in or any parts in between amazing and so how do you know when you're at the stage that you need someone like you you're feeling a bit overwhelmed okay your day is a little bit chaotic um your yeah your workload is just growing and growing and you can feel that momentum happening but it's not feeling easy yeah. So it's really that take stock and think, hang on, I, I, I didn't start a business to be working this hard, you know, like I want to be here and enjoying what I'm doing every day and just loving it. Yeah. And that's where I come in and just go, hey, let's have a look at what you're doing. Let's, let's give you a little bit of clarity on what we need to create at the front end, of the, the base of your business that's going to support you to get to keep going. Awesome. So good. Yeah. I've just got, I've got some basic stuff in my business, like basic systems that we use with my team that just make life a bit easier, if I'm honest, which is so nice. Um, and I feel like at the beginning we documented a lot of stuff and, and I'm like, I know that we documented that. I'm sure that that's why it works so easily now, but it's been a yeah. while since we've looked at it. So it's probably, it is probably worth going back on a regular basis. Like how often would you sort of say a business needs to look at its processes and systems? Sort of probably every one to three years, depending on what it is. Um, or if you're making a change in your business, you're bringing on a new solution or a new team member, you know, it's always good to touch base and see what is still working for you. Um, and really going in and asking yourself, is that particular part of my process actually supporting what I'm doing right now? Is it something that we don't need to do or, you know, continue with? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. And I do think that like, I think that a lot of times, you know, and we talk about this in BBA yeah. and you are one of my amazing BBA students, but we talk about this in BBA where it is something that you have to revisit every year, like all the things like your marketing and your brand strategy and your business strategy and your processes and your systems. And I think that a lot of times we kind of end up, and I know that quite a few of my students come into BBA kind of going, my business has been going well, like I'm making money, I've got clients, but I'm in year two, three, four, five, and I'm either like burning out, running myself ragged, like, mm -hmm. you know, don't know how to scale sort of thing. And I think that this is something that if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're feeling like that, it's really worth taking the time out to start to look at what can we do better? How can this be better? How can I get more time back in my day? Those sorts of things. Because yeah, I just kind of think having a profitable business where you're not working all the hours is like exactly what we're trying to do. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and I know for me, you know, I didn't start my business to be working, you know, from dusk till dawn. Yes. Like, or dawn till dusk actually would be the white Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> so some people are night owls, some people well, love it, it during the day as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to kind of get clarity around that so that, you know, cool. if you're listening to this, then these are some of the things to be thinking about. And so we're going to go through or you're going to take us through some of the key things of how we can get that time back in our day and what some of the key factors are or the things that we should be looking at to make life and business a little bit easier. So what, where do we start, Nicole? We have to be organized. 
Now I know that sounds very broad and like, yeah, okay. Yep. I got it. Nicole sorted. I'll have lunch. Thanks for coming. And that's the end of the podcast. And we're done. (laughs) Get organized. Yeah. But it's really, um, really about looking at what you're doing during the day. And I'm, so aware that when you're a business owner that the the life between personal and business is this very fine there's not especially much especially now yeah especially stage four lockdown yep um so I think having that structure in your day and just being that little bit more purposefully organized especially at the moment um will just help to relieve some of that stress so some of those areas um you know have a place for everything So what I mean by that is if you go into your kitchen, you know that the top drawer will always have your cutlery in it and the spoons are going to be, well, in my house, they're in the left and that's where they always are. So you should flow through that mentality into your business. So whereabouts are you storing your really critical key business information and your key documentation? All the templates that you've stored, where where created, where are they stored? So you know that you're not having to hunt through all your files every time to try and locate that one particular thing that you're trying to do at that time. So that's one of the areas. And so do you have a system? So I've got Dropbox, for example, and it's actually really well organized. There's just a lot of old stuff in there. So for me, it's more of a cleanup, but I can always find what I'm looking for. But when I go in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I reckon I created that probably like five years ago that I don't need anymore. So what sort of system, like how do you file and organize your stuff? Sure. So I have a business management area. So that's everything from, you know, my branding, my marketing, my business templates, financials, everything that you do as an operational action for your business. Then I have a client section and each client will have their own file. And within there, you'll have a file for contracts and, uh, you know, documentation like that. And then you have, uh, I have sessions with my clients. So any session notes uh, that are created in Word in a document form, they'll be saved in there. And any other sort of collateral that I need to collate will be leaving the client file. Um, I also then have a social media sec- uh, file separate as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's because when I create my social media, I do it in batches and with my imagery and everything, I can just load it in there and really easily access it uh, from going, you know, when yeah. I'm uploading it to the system. Yeah, and obviously if you've got a team member or something, then that's a really easy way to do that too. Like my online business manager has access to like the podcast Dropbox, which has got every episode and all the files for that episode and the show notes and the images and all that sort of stuff. So how often do you clean it out? Like how long do you keep your records? Because that's my thing is like how long do I keep this stuff? So I think it it depends if, you know, you've got particular industry regulations that are holding you account, like financial or legal or anything like that. You'll have those uh, requirements. But as a business owner, like a a normal business like ours, um, I would say you could probably clear it out every year um, unless you need to hold those records for any other particular reason. But I tend to, the active files are in that first level and yeah. then I'll have a like an archived folder as well. Okay. Yeah, because I remember when I was a recruiter, we had to keep like interview notes and stuff for a yeah. minimum of, I think it was 12 or 24 months just in case we ever got questioned about it. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So the first thing is get organised, have a filing structure and location 
um, for the things that you've got. And I, I have to say, I've got mine and it does make life very easy. My folder is called business functions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so good. Okay, cool. What else do we need to be thinking about when we're getting organized? The next one is the central location for your tasks. So this is something that's been a real hot topic at the moment with so many people I speak to. They just have their task management process all over the place. They're working from their inboxes. They've got post-it notes. They've got notebooks. Things are getting missed, you know, important client emails coming in that they're just missing. So I really am such a strong advocate for one central location. So for me, I personally use ClickUp as my task management system. I've so not heard of that. Like I heard you talk about it, but I've not heard of it. I use Asana, um, mm. but is it the same? Is it a pro- So it's a project management system. It's similar to Asana? Absolutely. Okay. So Asana, Monday, Trello, all very similar. Link up. Yeah. yeah is it a new kid on the block or have I just I think, been under a rock? <laughs> I think it's relatively new. Okay. Um, but their kind of, you know, mentality is, the one system to replace them all. Um, oh so my I think gosh, they... that's so Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I know. <isn't> it? <laughs> is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's their hilarious. That's their aim, there's, so. a bra- there's a tone of voice and brand personality for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just really like it. Um, but it's so personal. You know, everyone works in a different way and likes to view things differently. Um, but all of my information all my tasks everything lives in ClickUp so all of your systems as well have integrations with your emails that's one of the things that you should definitely look in if you you don't have at the moment is getting that integration into your Outlook into your Gmail into your web browser because you can easily then when you're reviewing your emails move that task straight into your management system and you don't have to you know back and forth from there. So I've used Asana for years. I've had it since I started my business. So, um, and I love that it's free as well. Like I don't have the upgraded thing, but yeah. So my team's in, my team is in there too, which makes it really easy just to drop tasks in. And then you're not looking for the emails, which used to drive me crazy. I think that's the massive thing. Like, you know, I've come from a background of corporate and there was always this, you know, need to have everything in email. Um, and that's just really such a time, time stuck yeah. from your day when you're constantly in email. Um, so these management systems are fabulous that you can have a task and all your communication for that task is in the task. Yeah. So you don't have to go hunting for things. You know everything's going to be there. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, integrating it with a system like Slack, you know, that's also a fabulous tool um, to complement each other when you're working with the team. Cool. So yeah, such a powerful tool. Yeah, great. So the next one is um, just a little, like we're obviously in Melbourne here, we're at home. So trying to make sure you're keeping track of all your household um, activities, which are pretty important. Um, one thing that I tend to try and do is one thing a day. So that would be, you know, clean of the kitchen or of the floors. As I said, I've got two young children, so floors necessary. Um, And also (laughs) try and do one load of washing a day just so it's consistent. It doesn't build up. So then it's not one massive big day Mm. of tasks that you have to do. I outsource that to my husband. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, he's actually, he's like really um, particular about the washing. He gets yep. upset that I don't separate things. <laughs> So, so when we got married, he took over that task because he's very, yes, that's how he likes it. And I'm fine with that. I so I will, I will continue too. to not separate. <laughs> Who separates? <huh>? Yeah. <laughs> Who's got time to separate? Anyway, yes. So having, so having those bits and pieces in your day just to keep on top of what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned it before, the maintaining. So whatever you aim to put into place, it's about keeping it consistently maintained. Because if you have these, uh, you know, your to-dos or your tasks, your actions, and you do them consistently, they're not going to bulk up and then, you know, start to reach that overwhelm stage that you can easily um, approach. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go and clean up my Dropbox when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what's next? Now, when we're still on the theme of being organized, um, spending some time at the end of your day. So the last thing you do of the day to plan tomorrow, um, it means that, you know, when you come to your desk in the morning, you know exactly what you're going to be doing. And you don't have to sit there and twiddle your thumbs for a bit and decide what is going to be the most important for you to tackle today. Mm -hmm. That is already done for you. Um, Now, when you are going through this planning process, um, I use a method called the four Ds. So you can use this in your inbox and you can also use this in your task management system. So you, first of all, uh, do anything you can do in two minutes, get it done. Just do it. Uh, The next is delete. So delete doesn't necessarily mean completely delete, but it could. Because you know, favorite thing. I love. I love going through and deleting emails. I'm like, see ya, see ya. Yeah. (laughs) And even tasks. You know, like as um, business owners, we come up with these amazing creative ideas middle of the night when we wake up, and the brain, as you call it, the monkey monkey mind is going. Um, and they might not always be the most the best thing that you actually want to proceed with. So having that time to review and remove them from the list, it it just removes that uh, angst of having all of these tasks sort of staring at you, yelling at you every day. Mm. The next one's delegate. So if there are areas in your business or tasks that you can delegate, I'm such a firm believer that it's such a positive um, action for you to be doing because it means that it's really letting you spend your time in the most valuable area of your business. Um, Yeah. So that's the next one. And the next, the last one is to defer. So that doesn't mean don't do it. It actually means that they're the most important things that you should be doing. So they're the chunkier tasks, the client related tasks, things like that. So then that's going to give you your list. So when you start to plan, it's very clean. You know what's the most important things that you should be doing in the next few days. Yeah, awesome. No, I love that. Anything with an alliteration, I'm pretty happy with, Nicole. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. What else should we be taking a look at as well? And I do think that whole planning for tomorrow, it's like laying your clothes out. Obviously, you don't do that. But when you're a kid, it's like laying your kids' clothes out the night before so they don't have to think about it in the morning. They just get on with the day. But yeah, yeah, I do love that. I kind of plan for my week. So I kind of, because I have 
which we're going to talk a little bit about, which is the whole designing your day and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, because I have set days that I do things. Yeah, I'm like, well, I know that today's Thursday, so today's like finance day and podcast day and newsletter day kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah, cool. Perfect. Um, so to be able to actually have a look at, at scheduling your day and designing your day, the first step is actually identifying your work rhythm. So are you an early riser or are you a night owl? Yeah, 4.30 this morning. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I'm a night owl. I'll be here till, you know, 12 o'clock at night working away. Um, I know it's crazy, (laughs) but there's no right and wrong. All of us are so different in how we work Um, and just owning that. Yeah, and I do think finding like when you're at your optimum, like I always say I don't really want to do a strategy session in the afternoon because my brain's just not like at its best it's like it has to be 9 30 to 12 30 in the morning that's yeah and that's right because you you don't want to be straining when you're doing something as important like that yeah. you want to be at your your best you've had your coffee you're ready to go um and that's that's absolutely fine that's exactly the way that people should be working at the most productive uh yeah. time of their day yeah, awesome. so yeah um and then we look at time blocking so and task blocking so i talk about this with my clients as a way to be able to i guess give them permission to allocate time to their day and not be concerned about um you know not being able to achieve the entire task list because they're really breaking it down into sections Mm -hmm. of types of activities they're going to do so if you are a morning person you know, you would have a really sort of deep strategic block of time scheduled in that morning because you know that's when you're going to be the most effective in that space. Yeah. Then you might, um, you know, have a more creative type space in the afternoon where you don't have to be as switched on. You can let things go a little bit, be a bit more relaxed about things. Um, but the first thing you do with all of this is your non-negotiable items. They have to go in first because we as as people we need to look after ourselves yeah we don't give ourselves the oxygen mask first how are we ever going to be able to help others so putting those things in first your you know your your walks your time with the children all your anything like that that's the most important thing to put in first yeah and i think that you know even i was thinking i need to because i normally go for a walk with the kids and my hubby at three o'clock every that's like our getting out of the house time um while we're in lockdown and so yeah i was thinking i need to just block that out in my diary so that that's an easy thing to be able to do but I do think that, you know, even in BBA, we were talking about Sarah from Bang and Hangins is talking about the marble jar, which I think Brené Brown or somebody talks about where you've mm. kind of got your big, your big marbles, which are the things that are non-negotiable, that are really important and you need to put those first and then like the other tasks and the smaller things and then like the grains of sand, which are just all the other stuff. But it's really, like you said, prioritising our health and our well-being and our mental state and our family families and all of that sort of stuff first yeah I think that's so important absolutely and um, the other thing as well when you're looking at your day is try not to do things back to back because you know you we all need to have that little bit of time I call it transition time 
that's going to allow you to rejuvenate yourself and get you ready and set for the next task, whatever's on the list to do or your next block of time. Um, Because you can, we, we do, as the day goes on, you know, you do get a little bit fatigued and giving yourself that little get up, go grab a cup of coffee, go get some fresh air. That's just such a, a really important thing to be doing during your day. Mm. And one, I don't know if your calendar does this, but I've got, um, oh, I use Outlook bookings. And so my work day starts at 9.30 and finishes at sort of 4.30, which is when people can book in. But then I normally block out like lunchtime. And then yep. the diary also has a 30 minute buffer. So it never, like you can't book, if I've got a booking, then it'll only allow you to book 30 minutes after that booking ends, yep. which I thought, which is really good as well. It's really good because it's enforced. You don't have to yeah. think about it. Yeah. yeah. The, book, the booking calendars are absolutely fabulous. Um, there's so many free options out there for people to use. But, yeah, I use Microsoft Bookings as well as part of my subscription. Yeah. So I'm an Office 365 gal. Yeah. So it's fabulous. I'll have to talk to you later because I can't integrate Zoom. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, just get you to help me on my way. Um, But I do think like for those who are listening, do check if the calendar that you use does have that functionality because I just think it's something you don't have to then think about and then you've kind of got exactly what Nicole's saying is that buffer time between things and you're not running from one appointment to another. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Something that this one may be a little bit controversial, I don't know, but um, I know, Um, when we're trying to find more time, if we think about this, everybody has the same amount of time in the day. It's the same wherever you live in the world. So think about, you know, if you are finding that you do need more time and you've done all of these other things and you're working the most efficient and maybe you're scaling up, you've brought a team member on, maybe wake up one hour earlier for instance, or, you know, work for a little bit longer at the other end, you know, it's especially as an interim measure, like I don't want everyone to be working harder. That's not what I'm about. But if you are finding that you are struggling, I know that the days that I do, and I'm not a morning person, so hands up, I'm not, but (laughs) the, the days that I do get up earlier, the other morning I had vacuumed the house, done the washing, sorted the kitchen, like all this stuff before my normal day would even start. So it's, um, yeah, just another little thing, even just to get us through stage four, that may yeah. be a little, little bit of a help to do. I think that's so important as well, though. Like I just think the other thing that I do with that is when I've got clients that are like, I've got no time, I'm like, literally sit down and I want you to write me out your week. So from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed, tell me what you're doing. And there's always like loads of time in there, in all honesty, because a lot of people just faff. You know, yeah. it's the whole procrastinate scrolling that takes yeah. up, you know, an extra five hours or six hours of your week. Um, and so I think it's just also being honest with ourselves about yeah. where we're spending our time and whether we can be more efficient. Because, you know, it's yeah. the whole thing of a task will take you as long as you give it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. I just think I'm going to spend the whole day doing social media posting. It's like yeah. you could probably do it in two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just calling That's you so on true. it, people. I'm just calling <laughs> you on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And, you know, like removing distractions. So, you know, we've talked about the time blocking and the task blocking there. You know, I use um, 
the Pomodoro method for when I'm really getting, wanting to get stuff done. Um, it's, yeah, it's a fabulous tool, but to, for it to work the most, be the most successful, you've actually got to turn things off, close those browsers, turn the phone, even turn the phone on flight mode and turn it over, you know, remove any types of possible distractions you have so that you can actually be working in the most efficient way you can and get that stuff done. So for those who don't know what the Pomodoro method is, can you just tell us what it is? Of course. It's fabulous. I love it. Um, so basically, I use it too. Yeah. it's so good. <laughs> uh, what it is, it's working in sprint blocks of time. So you set a timer for 25 minutes and you, as I said, close everything down and you focus on the task at hand. So you work and work and work and the timer goes off. You get up, you have a short break. And then you set the timer again and off you go. So you repeat that for four times. And at the end of that four sprint block, you have a longer break. And that's what's called a Pomodoro sprint, the four times of 25 minutes with the small breaks in between. Um, But this is something that you can repeat and repeat all day if you wanted to. It's not just refined to that one set of four. If you've got some real, like a big chunky block day of, whatever you're doing and you want to just get it done it's a really good method to to introduce into your Mm. day i've got the toilet method where i'm not allowed to get up until i finish the task and then i'm and then i really need to go so i finish the task really quickly (laughs) i love that that's cool (laughs) i'm joking not joking it's like sometimes i'll just be like just finish it like you have to finish this before you can get up and get a coffee so i'll just be like okay i'm just gonna get it done well, it's the reward at the end of the tunnel, right? It is. Like, it's yeah. like, all right, I can take a break and go to the toilet and get a coffee. Yeah. I've done the task. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit hardcore. Don't do that at home. All right. <laughs> What's next? Um, well, we've already sort of touched on it, but delegation. So, um, you know, there's always been this thought pattern that to delegate, you actually have to have a team. But it's just not the case anymore. You know, there's so many amazing small businesses that are probably all listening to us right now and they can offer such a wide array of skills that will be able to support you to do some things, some tasks in your day that maybe, if you're honest, you're not the most efficient at doing. So, yeah, delegation. And it just creates, as I said, it creates that time and that space for you to be able to be shining in the area of your business that you really need to be working in and adding the most value. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think, like you were sort of saying, because you do work with businesses that are growing and maybe they've got teams or they've got team members or they want to, I just think that, you know, you do definitely, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, um, you do get to a stage where you just have to work to your strengths and you have to delegate the stuff that you just either not good at or somebody can do better or can get done quicker and just got to value your time a bit as well and, and do that. I think it's so important. And the stuff that you just don't like doing as yes. well. You know, if you don't like doing it, it's going to take you 10 times longer. You'll be finding every possible reason not to do it. So, exactly. yeah, they're the first things that need to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. good. Um, so after we sort of spoke about all of that, this is really about how you personally can get organised and structured and, and look at your day and, re- you know, reclaim some of that time that's getting sort of sucked away from you, um, it all really comes down to looking at 
your processes and your systems and are there areas where we can implement say automations or design some templates for you or is it that you know just because you've been doing something the same way for five years is it serving you anymore you know you as a person have grown so maybe there's a new way of thinking or looking to save you time yeah And I think it's also like, I also think new systems come on the market and, you know, people always ask me about my CRM system and I'm like, I use 17 hats, but I kind of started using it five years ago. There's probably like quite a few other systems that are better than that now. So I'm always kind of, you know, a bit shy in recommending it. Not that it's a bad system, but I just think it's good to do that review and say, is there a better system? Is there something that we could use? But saying that, I also think, you don't just want to change for the sake of changing as well. Like there needs to be a real benefit to that change. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as well, like when you're first starting out in business, you know, we may not have the financial means to jump into all of these systems. Um, However, you know, doing that bit of research and understanding what's right for you now. um, And if you have goals like that are imminently happening, um, you know, if I'm talking in particular about budget, make sure that you have that scalability in mind so you don't get a shock in, say, two or three years when your team's jump to 10 and your subscription goes through the roof. I was just um, about to say, I'm looking at my Active Campaign subscription and yes. I pay for Kajabi. Kajabi yep. doesn't have the same functionality as Active Campaign, but I'm just conscious that when I go up to the next level in Active Campaign, that's like going to hit me pretty hard, yeah. especially when it's in US dollars. So it's like having all of those kinds of, you know, decisions as well. Like I need, am I going to stay on the system? Am I going to pay that much? Should I use what I've got? Like those sorts of things. So yeah, it's tricky. And it's really understanding what's your, like, what are your really key must have yeah um you know functionalities of the system as well because you may maybe you don't need all of them maybe these three are really important and that's where i need to be focusing yeah that's so true Mm -hmm. i mean that decision at the moment i'll have to have a think about it nicole (laughs) all right (laughs) yeah so implementing a system what other things do we have to look at when we're looking at our processes systems and automation So, you know, as I said, with your processes, um, really breaking it down into sort of like a minute area of what's happening. So when I create a process with a client, um, they know what they're doing inside out. So there are things that they may not even realise they're doing um, because it's on autopilot. It's like driving to the shop. You know where you're going. Um, so being, you know, very thorough with, okay, I do this step and then I do that step and then this happens and then that happens and if that happens, this happens, you know, really workflowing it out. Because um, when you actually go through that process of developing a process, it um, provides really clear visibility on what you're doing and, and how long it's actually taking you. Because yeah. um, I think you just, we just get busy and busy and doing And we don't really realise all the time that it's maybe not the most efficient way of working. Yeah. Yeah, it's just habits, isn't it? It's just the habits we get into. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is it's just like we're like, no, 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 I know how to do it. 
I don't want to like have to teach somebody else to do it. And also I don't want to look at this process because it's really easy for me to do. And so I don't want to have to like go through a whole new learning process of doing something different. So I think there's a lot of resistance there to us even getting better. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's such exactly what you said is so common. I've heard that so many times before. I look at it though, like if I invest the time to develop and create this system and then I can implement that or or train somebody else to take that on for me, that's now saved me and created me space to be able to working in the area that I thrive and I love working in. Um, You know, the art of delegation is an art. Um, You know, it's about trusting and communicating and um, all of that that goes with it. But with with documentation, and in particular, your onboarding processes, either with your teams or with your clients, you know, if you really spend some energy and time in that area of your business, it's only going to introduce consistency and just a really positive outcome for everyone. Because yeah. all new team members that come on board will have the same experience. They're going to be trained at the same level. They're going to have the same knowledge. So therefore, your clients are going to receive the same level of service from whoever they're talking to within your business. Yeah, I think that's important as well because, you know, once again, like I've talked about brand experience before and really going through that customer journey and and making sure that every touch point that you've got with your customers is what you want it to be. And so if you are starting to grow or you do have other team members, making sure that that brand experience and that customer journey is implemented and delivered and executed in the way that you intended it to be, I think is a really great reason to take the time to do something like this as well. It's really quality assurance, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I can, a lot of people say, oh, but it's a massive task. And this isn't something that you're going to sit down and do all in one day. You know, where I would suggest, what I would suggest you do is a little bit of an audit so have, you know, an Excel book or a document, type down every type of task or process that you have in your business and then just pick out the priority ones, just start to create them and build them and they're fluid. They're never going to be set in concrete. These documents and these processes need to evolve as you evolve as a person, as a business, as you grow, but you're going to start to create a, a like a hub of information that's going to be really your your critical runnings of how you operate in your business. Yeah. And you know something that I did a while ago that, um, that we've got sitting in Asana against like, we've got like general tasks Mm. so that if, cause during COVID my online business manager couldn't, work for a month. And so I got somebody else in and I did some loom videos. So for example, when I create my audiograms through headliner, so when I was doing it, I just recorded it on loom and then it now sits in the general task because it's something that we do on a regular basis. And then I was just able to let that person go into Asana and say, you know, this is like, go and watch these things. That's how we do it. And it was great because I knew it was going to get done exactly the way I wanted it to get done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's just a great example because, you know, it's taken you one time for a task you're already doing anyway. Yeah. And now you've got it on file. So if anything does happen, anyone can step in and, you know, not, not anyone, but someone with the skills can step someone in. Someone amazing, and, yeah. 
Yeah. But I do think like Loom's just as a free tool for anybody yeah. that's listening. Like if you do do something that you do want to be able to pass off, such a great tool for just showing what you're doing and where you're going and why you're doing it and how they can do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing, you know, so I said I use ClickUp and at the moment I'm currently using ClickUp as my CRM tool. So I have a whole section in there that goes from prospect client, intro call, proposal. And then when I click client one, it has an automation there that goes into my client list. Um, there's also, uh, it adds what I need to do for every stage of that process. So it automatically will add, okay, intro call, this is the information I need to grab. Proposal, this is what I need to do. Client onboarding, this is now what I need to do. So it's just removing that, having to remember. Mm. It's all there for me. I don't have to worry about it. When I bring on team members, that's there for them. They'll be able to work through those processes too. Um, so, yeah, it just saves you time having to use your brain all the time because it's already there for you to do. I'm going to have to go take a look at this click up that you speak of, Nicole, because I'm not, and I do love my tech. I do like to geek out on things and I get asked all the time. As you know, we're in BBA right now. We're actually going to be going into systems in a, in a week or two. Although when we, when this comes out, we will be well done and dusted with BBA. But, um, but yeah, I get asked all the time, like what, mail, email provider I use, what CRM, all the rest of it. So I might have to go take a look at it. Sounds good. I apologise in advance. You may get sucked into the uh, the excitement <laughs> of it. But the thing is, you know something, like this is your area of expertise. You've obviously, yep. I would guess, have looked at quite a few systems. Yeah. And so if this it. is something, yeah, it's like when a marketing person recommends a marketing tool, you're like, I must go and look at that because I'm sure that they know all of the marketing tools that are available. Yeah. So I will have to go take a look at ClickUp. Yeah. Enjoy. Awesome. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um so finally um this is my something favorite. that i know you know it's my favorite yeah. Yeah. yeah the power of no <laughs> i'm like totally giving like hands up in the air right now yeah it's um you know it's something that i in the past had really struggled with um you know and being to sort of you know knowing yourself what is going to serve you um, and in particular, you know, I talk about this um, frequently actually at the moment about if you in a client space, you know, you've got a client that comes to work for you, uh, work with you, and you, you know you're both not really fitting or you're aligning with each other. You know, having that uh, conversation and saying, look, you know, I'm not the right person for you, but here's someone else. Like that's going to free you up and allow you to move to where you're supposed to be working with the new client that really does, you know, you, you make each other shine. Yeah. So yeah, I really, really like that. And it's not just about client space, is it? You know, like you don't have to go for coffee with everyone or go to that networking event that you feel like you should because you had previously, but you don't yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah. No, saying no is a big one. And I mean, I, I actually, don't find it too difficult to say no most of the time, but sometimes people are persistent. Yeah. And so you do have to kind of grow a little bit of a thick skin and really make like an assessment, whether this fits in with what you are trying to do, whether this fits in with, you know, what's important to you. 
I just think, you know, I was even, it was so funny. I was saying to my daughter the other day, I'm like, you don't have to say yes to what people ask. She's yeah. like, she's like nine. She's like, but I want to be nice. And I'm like, yeah, but Sean, you've got to, like, if you want to do it, then do it, but don't do something you don't want to do because somebody asked you to do it. So if I can tell my nine-year-old that, I can tell you, dear listener, yeah. that you don't have to do things to please other people, do things that work for you and that are the right decision for you. But yeah, I think that saying no is such a big, big thing to learn as well, especially to get more time in your day. Because if you say yes to everybody, you're going to have no time for yourself as well, which is just crazy. And that's it. You know, you're saying yes to everyone to the detriment of yourself. Yeah. Because we are the only ones that suffer. No one else suffers. We're the ones that do. We lose the time. We're the ones that get stressed. So yeah, I reckon yeah. I say no to probably seventy or eighty percent of stuff. Good work. And I think it just gets a lot easier. I think you've just got to. I think when you're really um, in tune with like what you want to do and where you want to spend your time, and you know, I think I've said it before. It's just practicing. It's that learned behaviour. Yeah. yeah. Of. Yeah. Um, thanks for asking, but no. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Well, so those were all the things that we went through today, Nicole. I love this conversation because I totally geek out on it. Um, And I do think that this is going to be such a beneficial episode for my listeners. Um, I know that you are there, dear listener, scribbling away. This will be in all the show. This will be in the show notes, so don't worry. But the key things that we did go through today are being organized and, you know, we're talking about filing structures and central locations and the four Ds. We talked about getting organized at the end of the day to plan for tomorrow, identifying when you work the best. Mine is 4.30 in the morning, which is unfortunate many, many days. Um, Although I do quite like my 5, 5.30s when nobody's awake and I just get my office to myself and I get a coffee and me and Bo just sit here and like nail the morning. Uh, Time blocking, which is always good. Um, Being able to find more time by really taking a look at what you're spending your time on. We talked about removing distractions. So stop procrastinating, scrolling, close things down and get on with it. Delegating, which is my favorite thing, getting your processes, systems and automation sorted, and then just say no, people. (laughs) Those were all the things and I loved it. Just say no. Just say no. (laughs) Write it on a post-it, stick it to your wall. Just say no. (laughs) It's like that drug campaign in the 90s or something. Just say no. Um, I'm showing my age now. All right, cool. Uh, So, Nicole, is there anything else you wanted to leave us with? I think you've given us loads. So, you know, you don't have to. No, look, you know, um, yeah, just just spend some time. So one one of the favorite quotes that I have is one hour of planning actually saves you 10 hours of doing. And that's not made up. There are some sort of stats behind it. I'm <laughs> creating totally a just thing. made that up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like organising yourself and planning yourself out, it, it just saves all the, what am I doing now? Where did I, and the distractions, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so keep that. That's one to leave you with. Yeah, so good. Awesome. So, Nicole, what is coming up for you? What's happening? Tell me all the things. Sorry, I actually have a group program that's coming up. 
So it's called the Time Activator Group Program. So everything that we sort of spoke about today is what we're going to be covering in there. So it's really about having a look at how you're currently working, what systems you're using, getting you into some better habits around task management and time management, creating some task blocking for you, and then really getting you rolling and living the life that this is what you want to be doing. Living so. the life. I love it. <laughs> living the time-free life. Okay, exactly. that's so good. And so yeah. this podcast is going to be coming out on the 7th of October. Um, and so is the pro- will the program be open at this point in time? It's opening soon. Yes, it will be. Yeah, it's opening soon. But um, yeah, the round in October will be starting on the 14th. So you've still got some time to jump in um, if it's of interest for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you are looking to get more time back in your day, then definitely go and check Nicole out. And where can they find you, Nicole? Where's the best place for them to go? I'm all over the socials. So I'm at the Artisan Solutions on all the platforms. Um, so Insta and LinkedIn is normally where I'm hanging out. It's probably two two different ends of the scale. But, yeah. um, and on my website as well. So um, theartisans.com.au. Uh, yeah, fantastic. And we'll have all of those links in the show notes as well. So you'll be able to go and check that out. But I just think, you know something, this is something that, you've just got to make the time and invest in it to take your business to the next level sometimes. And I think having somebody like Nicole to be able to hold your hand and show you how it's done and kind of be in a group with other people who are looking to do the same thing is something that you should definitely check out for sure. So I'm just, I'm just geeking out over here with all of my organization talk. Um, But yeah, so good to have you on the podcast. Thanks for sharing all of your fabulous tips. Thank you. It's my absolute pleasure. I could talk about this for days. So (laughs) Awesome. We'll speak to you soon. Wonderful. Thank you. So how was that? That was jam-packed, wasn't it? I thought it was pretty jam-packed. And I do love talking about these sorts of things because I do think that the more organized you get in your business, obviously the more time you'll have and also the stuff that you're spending time on is hopefully revenue generating or client facing or just, you know, the stuff that's going to move the dial forward for you. And so I think it's so important to get more organized in your business. I feel like it's something I wish I had done a little bit earlier in my business along with you know the financials which I've talked about before so I think if you are really wanting to move your business forward and make sure that you are spending the time in your business on the things that matter then spending some time doing these things is so important so make sure you go say hi to Nicole you can tag both of us as well if you love this episode Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.